welcome back to another episode of The Process. You're here with your boy, Nikki, and this is a place where we explore ideas, thoughts, topics, stories, memories, things that ideally help us become the best version of ourselves. Uh, a quick one today uh, comes from a couple conversations I've had recently at work and, and actually a prompt that I was given by a prompt that I was given by the great Ryan Holiday. For those of you not in the know, Ryan Holiday, he's an author, uh, the world's foremost expert, I'd say, on stoicism. And uh, he wrote a fantabulous book. That book is called The Daily Stoic. In effect, it's a great way to start your day. I'd highly recommend it. It will give you a prompt each day of a stoic, a philosopher, of one of their thoughts, their ideas. Uh, and it takes it a step further. And ultimately, after that prompt, will give you uh, Ryan's interpretation, uh, his understanding of why, how, and where it can be applied in the modern world, if you will. So uh, this one, this one hits close to home in that it really encouraged me to reflect on why the hell I'm here talking into the void, why there is a process, why I even think about some of these things. Bear with me. It's actually from May 5th. Uh, you are the project, it's titled. Uh, now from Epictetus Discourses 331. The raw material for the work of a good and excellent person is their own guiding reason. The body is that of the doctor and the physical trainer and the farm, the farmers. Epictetus Discourses 3.1. Ryan says, professionals don't have to justify spending time training or practicing their work. It's what they do and practice is how they get good at it. The raw materials vary from career to career, just as the locations and duration vary depending on the person in the profession. But the one constant is the working of those materials, the gradual improvements in proficiency. According to the Stoics, your mind is the asset that must be worked on most and understood best. It prompted me to think about, in effect, I mean, why we have this process, why as a salesperson, as uh, a young professional, I give a shit about the things that I do. Spiritual health, mental health, physical health, professional health, personal health, things of that nature. Uh, and it, it brought me back to candidly just thinking of sports and looking at the, the pinnacle of athletes. And if you think of any top tier athlete, uh, any professional, the the goats of any sport or any specific discipline or candidly any Olympian. I don't know if you ever watch any of their interviews or day in the lives of how they treat themselves and the respect that they have for their craft or their art. It's a different level of discipline. It's a different level of dedication that candidly not many of us have. Or we do have, but it's it's glimpses. And I think of it and I thought of it because, I mean, why not? Why don't we all just take on that same mindset and attitude? How much better or more powerful would, would our world be if we, we took the same attention to detail, discipline, and just sweat equity for your chosen craft, be it sales, be it marketing, be it being a physician, being a, being a doctor, being it 
I'll think of a couple other synonyms for doctor, but be it a student, be it you're still trying to find your purpose or cause. The point is that the, the, the dedication, the sacrifice and the commitment that, say, an Olympian might take should be picked up by all of us. We should all look at that as an inspiration. I don't think that eating really well or moving every day and spending a few hours treating your body with respect should be reserved for those at the, the pinnacle of their career. And I'll tell you candidly and from, from firsthand experience, I feel way more productive as a salesperson, as a sales leader, as a young professional because of now, let's say over the last two and a half years, we'll call it, my giving a shit to am I eating right? Am I moving enough? Uh, am I taking pause and not just focusing on on work, work, work? Am I trying to flex my brain in a few different ways? Am I trying to be uncomfortable in places that I'm not usually? All the things that you would imagine an Olympian does. And in doing so, I'm thinking in my specific discipline and my specific work or craft, feel a little bit better. I shared that with my team. I'm still thinking about it, but I think that uh, the, the Olympian mindset is not reserved for Olympians. I think that that should really be encouraged to, to all. And if it is, well, that's the epitome of we're all going to reach and attain more of our potential or whatever that may be, right? So as you know, you're here. I've uh, chosen sales as a, as a discipline as my career of choice for the time being. And, and trying to understand it and trying to figure out what makes a salesperson tick. What are some of the skills and the axes that should be sharpened uh, day over day, week over week, month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year. The things that if we focus on, we will ideally amplify our inputs and in kind, we'll get much better outputs and much better rewards. So ultimately wanted to see a little bit of my growth, you could say, and and how my ideas have evolved and where I was at, where I'm at now. And one thing that I, I often personally think about as well as use it in, in a business application is just like, what are some of the skills? What are some of the, the traits and the things that we, pardon me, skills, traits, are, what are the, some of the skills that I personally need? I'm personally exercising and, and when I'm growing my team, I, I should be looking for in other individuals. And I want to say it's probably about 15 months ago. I had, I had written down on LinkedIn that I think top three BDR skills, so entry-level sales role, if you will, most important job function. Top three skills came down to critical thinking, resourcefulness, and creativity. Now, I actually still think that those are very valuable and important skills, and those are things that are required to, to do the sales profession or sales job well. But I think there are a few more, at least now based on where I'm at, that that come first. Uh, so I wrote them down just to kind of get a sense of why. Start with organizing my thoughts. I'll write it down and then try and speak it into the void to refine it a little bit better. For starters, are these traits or skills? Traits are things that we have. They're, they're given to us. They're almost more like attributes. Whereas a skill is something that you may not have, but with enough repetition, with enough focus and attention to it, uh, it will improve. So an axe that can be sharpened versus, you know, you're given a handle to an I can't figure out how that expression holds, but 
with skills, skills, pardon me. The point is, is that uh, we all have the potential. Some of us may be further along on the journey. Uh, some of us might not be as far, but the point is, if, if we all work at it, you will amount to it. It's the argument of hard work always beats talent. Big advocate for that. So in thinking about, at least in my profession where I'm at, some of the things that I think really matter that, again, can easily be translated to BDRO, but just sales as a whole. First and foremost, in thinking about sales and thinking about what I do on a day-to-day and leading a team and trying to encourage them to pick up the right behaviors and and attitudes and what have you, I do think curiosity is the, the, the leading indicator or the leading skill to sharpen in that i don't know in sales it's nobody likes salespeople. dude i get it it's it's horrible to be sold to in the right context right there's stereotypes some very true of folks being too pushy we're not listening and making it uncomfortable for the buyer and the more i think about it the more candidly i put myself in shitty positions in sales calls or when I see something done really well by one of my, my teammates, I'm like, ah, that's exactly what it is. That's, that's how we need to always be doing this is, is when we lead with curiosity. When we're genuinely sitting down with a potential customer, we'll say, and trying to figure out, well, what are their goals? Why? Like, yeah, I get it. You want to maybe buy our products and services, but why? Why, why, why? And this is close to what I wrote back maybe what, 18 months ago, 16 months ago of critical thinking, I, I commented saying critical thinking really gets you to gets you to understand the question why. But I thought it was maybe a little bit too broad and critical thinking is hard to build exercises around or coach upon or sharpen as a whole. Whereas curiosity really falls within that. And it's it is the focal point and the focal skill that will lead you to understanding why. And I know it's as simple as, yeah, sure, you might be buying a product, but you have a specific problem that you're looking to solve for with this product. You could really give a shit if it's called Fancy Fidget A or Revolutionary Game Trade. <laughs> why not marketing? But that boy, it doesn't matter what the product is. You're, you're buying it for a reason. You're buying it to make you feel better, to get rid of one of your headaches or whatever it may be. And in the same breath, I I think about this now often when, when hiring and I think about when I apply to jobs and, and look to see what's out there. I want to know candidly, well, who's in front of me? What headaches could they potentially be having? What problems could they be facing? What are some of the things they might've tried? And I I can just kind of, you want to go down this path of just curiosity, just all these different questions that, I mean, they are discovery that will ideally help you be a little more empathetic and understand the other person. And in doing so, maybe you actually exemplify and showcase to the person on the other side that, hey, I'm listening. I understand. I can, I can see where you're coming from. And if all things are right and all things match up, well, I can pitch and I can provide you with a potential solution. I think that's sales. And I think sales is everything. And I think that if we all focus on being a little more curious and ultimately not thinking about ourselves, uh, you can you can get there. 
And it's hard to coach or enable and, and empower somebody to do that. But step one, get rid of and all of communic- all your communication channels uh, over the phone, over video, over email, in person. The more you omit first person pronouns, I, me, we, us, our, is the more you're going to be focused on trying to put yourself in somebody like you, whoever's in front of you, and ultimately being a little more empathetic. And I think that's number one. I struggle with that to this day because we all want to talk about ourselves, especially in opportunistic in the same breath. I'll see an opportunity and I'll try and jump and pitch and, and sell and what have you. But I know that's not the ideal path. The ideal path and how you'll get somebody to, to sell themselves and to buy into whatever it may be will be to lead with curiosity and to genuinely try and understand their world. And then maybe if you're right and if all things line up, then you have a fit, right? Uh, next one I thought beyond curiosity, initiative. Now, I think initiative is an important one because you can't force somebody to be curious. You can't force anybody to do anything, but Think in sales, you're really just managing change, you're organizing change, you're, you're leading change. If you take the initiative, that is the action behind curiosity. You might think about the why, you might be think about all the different little steps and questions that are relevant and are important, but then with initiative, then you invoke action. Then you invoke, all right, I thought about this, and if this might be a headache or problem, What's a potential solution? What's a potential resource? What's a potential piece of information that could help better equip myself, better equip the other person, uh, better inform all parties involved? And kind of evolves from resourcefulness. I mean, resourcefulness is important, but again, it's more a, a byproduct of the initiative. I said resourcefulness back in the day because rightfully so. You have to look in multiple places. You got to look under every rock. You got to try and find answers. You got to, we'll get to it. You got to be creative. But when being resourceful, you'll get more out of whatever you're given. And I don't think that that's not an important skill to use or or focus on or work with. But initiative comes first. What is initiative? It is the taking action. It is the first step. It is the movement. It is the, all right, now that we've asked the interesting question, now what? What? And it, it, it will, it'll help you progress and grow and develop. It'll help whoever in front of you and whoever you're working with progress, grow and develop. And ultimately it'll impact the world in a little bit better way. Grandiose, but bear with me. How do you do that? It's, it's a small, and how do you do that in context, context of sales or whatever your profession may be? You take initiative in your personal life. And that's why I'm keen and I'm, I'll always tout from the, the highest of highs Hey, I wish everybody were to eat a little bit better. Sure, meditate, go for a run, go for a walk, invest in their physical health. If you take initiative and try and take ownership and responsibility of your life, well, snowball effect, right? You take one step in one part of your life, you start to see some incremental progress and incremental growth. Then you build them, get a little more confidence. You try to do that in other elements and other aspects of your life. And That is why I think and why I encourage not just my peers and my my friends and my family, just anybody I interact with, why I'm fucking talking into a podcast about this is 
take initiative and you'll be surprised if you take initiative it will compound and in those compounding effects you will achieve more you will accomplish more you will feel better about yourself you will fail more you'll suffer more but you'll experience more and in doing all of those things you'll grow and we got to think that's the that's the embedded growth obligation that's our ego at play in trying to achieve more 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 but i think it's better than the the antonym or the opposite of that which is stagnancy and not moving and uh just kind of letting the world play out in front of you and you were just a consequence of its actions and last but certainly not least you can see creativity kind of falls into resourcefulness as i said in the past but resilience i read a i read a linkedin post somewhere i heard it on a podcast that you shouldn't necessarily be testing for or, or inquiring about motivation especially context of hiring for a salesperson, but you should test for resilience. And that hit my ego a little bit because I ask why and motivation-based questions all the time when I'm hiring and have for quite some time. Uh, but I see I see maybe where I've gone wrong. And I can see why because of this, this happens to me as well. Motivation comes and goes. It wanes. There is, it's a cyclical nature, right? Sometimes we feel like we're ready to conquer the world, we have all our goals in front of us. Next thing you know, we're, we've fallen off the horse. We're looking to like take that next step back. So motivation, I feel like you get a little bit of a fickle answer uh, at times, both myself introspecting and when I try and figure out others around me. What is resilience now? This is better than motivation. Uh, resilience is, I feel like it's the ability to persevere when things get tough and, and to not accept defeat. Resilience is a bit of that thick skinness, grit, that determination, that focusing on the inputs, not the outputs, that attitude of I'm not going to give up and a prompt, a prompt that you could use is tell me about a time when you, you didn't drop off the horse, you were, you were going through something be it individually or with your peers, we'll call it. And, and everybody was quitting. Everybody was dropping off. For some odd reason, you decided to stick it through. A, what was the outcome of that? And B, why did you do it? How did you feel? That is a skill. That is something that you can do in your personal life. Hey, I, I set a goal of I wanted to lose 20 pounds or I wanted to break 100. I'm still working on that. I wanted to, to run a marathon. I wanted to become a doctor. What was something that was a long-standing and far goal, and you likely suffered a shit ton of failure, but for some reason you stuck through it? And I think it's a, a phenotype of sales folks that they, at least the, the best of the best, just don't give up. They are resilient. They have thick skin. Maybe there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they, they persevere for some odd reason. And I think that that's a little more telling than motivation because we all have our motivations, myself included, but those come and go. Uh, whereas the skill of just refusing to, to break down, refusing to fold is what will make the difference, which will make you become the Olympian on the top of the mountain versus uh, the person that tried and gave up. And there we are. <laughs> I hope you got something from this. I enjoyed this personally. Uh, I think it was interesting to to at least look back on my, my previous thoughts and ideas and 
maybe see where I went wrong, see maybe how they've evolved and adapted, and ultimately just to reflect. The long and short, I guess, to summarize uh, where we are and how we've become, treat yourself like you're an athlete, treat yourself like you're an Olympian, uh, take your personal life seriously in all the investments that you do professionally, personally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, what have you. The same sacrifice and dedication that you would expect or think of from somebody at the top of their game, steal that. There's no reason we shouldn't all kind of take on that same mindset. And in doing so, you might stumble on a few skills that'll help you become the better version of yourself. For me personally, I'm in sales and I think that some of the things and some of the axes that I can continue sharpening are my curiosity in all contexts of the world, be it reading books of different backgrounds and interests that I know nothing about or whoever is in front of me and I want to know more of their world. Just being curious and understanding more will help me become a better person and better salesperson at that. Uh, taking initiative, fucking move, take action, act now, think later. Just do and see what the outcomes or the consequences maybe after. I mean, the have been reasonable to say, but the initiative will be what is the action and the driving force behind that curiosity. And, and resilience is the last piece. Resilience will be the perseverance, the willingness to go one more, to, to not give up, to take it a step further when all else around you are dropping off like fleas. For some odd reason, you just want to find out, all right, what if I take one more step? What if I go and ask one more time, what if I just see this through where nobody else has seen? It's got to be the key to success, both in terms of sales, in terms of being an Olympian, in terms of becoming the best version of yourself. On that, I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Gang, gang.